0: One of our directives here at TFRC is ever-expanding. We are constantly growing in faith and ministry. Today is New Member Sunday where we are growing in faith and ministry. We have people of all ages who have made commitments to Christ, announcing Jesus is their Lord and Savior, some declaring for the first time, others reaffirming their faith, and we want to welcome them into the TFRC family. And we're going to begin with Scripture, and so the Scripture for this morning is 1 Corinthians 3, verses 5 to 11. If you have your Bibles, please turn there. Uh, 1 Corinthians is about a third of the way through the New Testament, or you can look up 1 Corinthians 3, verses 5 to 11 on your phones. This is a great passage for us as we welcome new members and celebrate their faith. Our Scripture reader for this morning is Katrina Taylor. So Katrina, go and make your way up to the podium. As she does, I'm going to ask, if you're able, please stand and face the center of the room. We read from the center of the room because we believe Scripture is central to our faith, and we stand because we believe this is the Word of God. And so Katrina, whenever you are ready, please read from 1 Corinthians 3, verses 5 to 11.
1: What after all is Apollos, and what is Paul, only servants, through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task? I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor for we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ.
0: Katrina, thank you very much, you may be seated. Now this passage from 1 Corinthians, uses planting imagery. Uh, Paul says he planted the seed. Apollos watered the seed. God made it grow. Now many of you know that I try to grow a giant pumpkin every year. The best I've done is 135 pounds. Okay, pretty proud of that. But clearly Paul wasn't familiar with giant pumpkins. Because there's a lot more to growing a giant pumpkin than planting seed and watering the seed you have to strategically fertilize it. And then once you get one pumpkin going, you have to remove all of the other pumpkins. And you have to keep removing all the other flowers so that the energy goes into that one pumpkin. Now, the most important thing I've learned about growing giant pumpkins is you have to protect it from your dogs. You have to keep your dogs from digging it up every year. More than once, my giant pumpkin became a giant chew toy. Okay, so there's more to gardening than just simply planting and watering. But Paul is using gardening imagery to illustrate what it means for us to be grounded in the gospel. And when we are grounded in the gospel, first and foremost, being grounded in the gospel means that our foundation is Christ. The foundation for us is Christ. Going back to the passage, looking at verse 11, where it says, um, there it is, there's verse 11. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, on one hand, this is an obvious statement. Jesus is our foundation. Of course, most of us believe that. On the other hand, we forget this like all the time. Because other things quickly become our foundation. And without even knowing it, Jesus becomes a means to an end, becomes a means to something that we really consider to be our foundation. Sometimes we use Jesus as a way to get what we really want, things that we treat as our foundation. And then we think Jesus is just a tool to help us get those things. Well, Jesus isn't a tool. Jesus is not a tool for my financial success. Jesus is not a tool for my career success. Jesus is not a tool for a happy marriage. Jesus is not a tool in our culture wars. Jesus is not a tool for social justice. Now, all those things are important and are worth our time and energy. But Jesus, and Jesus does have something to say about those things, but finances and careers and marriages and families and the culture and social justice, those are not foundational to our faith. While our faith impacts how we value and view all of those things, our faith is bigger than all of those things. And just because those things go south doesn't mean our faith does too. When our finances and careers go south, Jesus is still our foundation. When our marriages and families go south, Jesus is still our foundation. When our culture or social justice causes go south, Jesus is still our foundation. What did we just ask everyone who stood this morning? Who is your Lord and Savior? Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. That is the foundation of our faith. That is the foundation of our lives. So the foundation for us is Christ. And being grounded in the gospel also means we have a role to play. There is a function for us. Paul, calls it planting and watering. There's a function for us, planting and watering. Going back to the passage, verses 8 to 10, where it says, The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care. There are two equally true statements. One is, without God we cannot, and without us God will not. This passage is about God building faith in his people. And God doesn't need us to build faith in his people. Yet God has decided to work through us to build faith in His people. For whatever reason, God isn't looking to His followers to be passive onlookers. God wants us as His followers to be partners. God's plan A for changing the world is us. We have a part to play. Never underestimate the power of what you say or do. It can impact somebody's faith. Early on, when faith in Jesus took a hold of me, I was 18 and I was attending community college. And there was a guy there I know whose name was Joe Ramirez. and I'd known him for like a couple months. He was older than me, someone who I respected in the faith. And one time he took me aside and he says, Chuck, I think God could use you as a leader in his church. Now, Joe eventually moved away. And I don't know what happened to him. Haven't talked to him in over 30 years. I will never forget that one line. I'll never forget that conversation. I could take you today to the exact spot where that conversation happened. Now, it'd take us 12 hours to get there, but I could still take you to that spot. I know exactly where it is. There have been countless times I've thought, hmm, maybe God doesn't want me to have a leadership role in the church. But that one line from Joe Ramirez has stuck with me for 32 years. That statement has been a part of my faith foundation ever since. Never underestimate the power of what you do or say in making an impact on someone's faith in Jesus. We all have a part to play in building God's kingdom. Christ is the foundation for us. There is a function for us. And being grounded in the gospel means there is also something for us to put our faith in. There's a faith for us, and that is God is working. God is at work. Think about the 40 people who just made a confession of faith today. Now think about all the people who made a faith impact on them. And think about all the people that they will make a faith impact upon. In all of that, God is the one at work. Going back to the passage, verses 5 to 7. What after all is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants, through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. What was happening in the early church was certain leaders were being elevated to a special status. Some gave their allegiance to Paul, others to Peter. Apollos was a gifted speaker in the early church. Divisions were forming around allegiance to those leaders. Does that sound familiar at all today? It still happens to this day. We have our own modern-day Paul, Peter, Apollos. There are certain pastors and teachers who are super gifted, very gifted, and they have a national and international following, and the work they do should be respected and commended. But they shouldn't be elevated to a special status. We sometimes confuse our allegiance to them with our faith in Jesus. Paul says, neither the planter or waterer is anything. And what's happened a lot in my lifetime, and I'm guilty of this, is that a pastor or teacher is elevated to a celebrity status. I will do that in my mind. I'll elevate someone to a special status. And then their sinfulness is made public, usually over, sexuality, or finances, or abuse of power. And then everybody who gave their allegiance to them has their faith shaken. When our faith rests on a gifted speaker or pastor, or a mediocre speaker or pastor, our faith has been misplaced. As Paul said, God is the one who makes our faith grow. Those of us in leadership positions are simply servants. I take my role as a pastor seriously. I strive to live a life worthy of my calling, but when 40 people stand to make a profession of faith in Jesus, that's God's work. (laughs) And that's what I love about it. It's God's work. Every time we have a new member Sunday, I am reminded that God is at work. God is at work in you, at work in me. God is at work in us. And the reality of the gospel is that your life To use Paul's language. Your life is a part of God's field, God's building. God's plan A for changing the world is His church. God has saved us and He has saved us for a reason. He has saved us for a purpose. Jesus is the path to our salvation and we declare that in what we say and in what we do. We declare what Jesus has done for us. And when others hear us or see us, the Spirit of God will work in them, calling them to receive God's forgiveness in Christ. And so let us respond to God's calling to plant and to water our faith everywhere we go. We have been saved for a purpose. You, are a part of God's field. You are a part of God's building. You are a part of God's plan for changing the world. Please pray with me. And Lord, as we come before you this day where we just celebrate um, faith, Celebrate the faith in those who we call new members. Lord, I would ask that your spirit would renew in us a sense of your calling, a sense of the joy of our salvation. And Lord, that we would be sensitive to your spirit's leading in everything we say and everything we do, knowing, being reminded that you are always at work in us and through us. And Lord, it's in your name we pray. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.